Hello and welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Paul. And I'm Justin. Hello, Justin. Hello, is this a Seinfeld episode? I'm really confused. (laughs) Favorite Seinfeld quotes. No. (laughs) No, nothing. I don't think there's been a video game based on Seinfeld, has there? Oh my god, could you imagine they could do they could do that like a Phoenix Wright game? You know, where it's just like dialogue trees and (laughs) (laughs) just a well, I I think a telltale game, even though that telltale doesn't exist anymore, but like they could maybe do it. That would work. That would work. I'd play that. I imagine like a Bioware game, you know, where it's like the three choices. (laughs) Tell me what you know about the Reapers. Anyways. We'll get to that later, I guess. Why, what are we? Who is this? Who are we? Let's get to well, the intro sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast, Justin, where we discuss our favorite things across a variety of topics. That's right. Every week we pick a category, do some research, and then try to talk to each other why we like something so much. And you can also check out our Patreon page where you can find some bonus po- content, mm-hmm. like our patron, 8-Bit Sean. Thanks, 8-Bit Sean, Sean, for your pixelated support. <laughs> no thank you very much we're really excited that uh, we got someone to, we, we someone decided to, to help support us in their show and hopefully you guys check out what we have to do there we have bonus episodes and we'll talk about that later in the show absolutely now there aren't any formal rules for this podcast we just like to talk and this week's topic is another duology part one in a uh, favorite video games of the last decade so yeah. today we're going to be covering years 2010, 2011, 12, 13, and 14. And this will be a five-hour-long episode. <laughs> <laughs> 2010 was like a huge year. Yeah. No, all of them, all of them were. They all were huge. But when we started doing the research for this, I was just like, God damn it, we should have done this year by year. <laughs> Seriously, Andy. we'll go back to that next season. Um. Um, but no, but before we actually get to what the the meat of the episode, the the, the hot, <laughs> the hot, we like to start off with a little warm up. And Paul, I have a surprise topic for you. Which, man, it was I, I don't even I can go like a million different ways with surprise topics. And if you have some to share, go for it. But I, I my my uh, surprise topic to you is what was your favorite protagonist and villain of all the games that we're about to talk about oh my god okay favorite protagonist and the favorite villain holy shit um so it's got to stay within my 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 rule even though there's no rules right of the ones it's in the the first five years in the first five years of what we're about to discuss okay he's he's not my uh all right He's not my favorite, but I want to talk about him because I don't think I'm going to talk about him very well. <laughs> okay. Um, and that is like the actual. Uh, okay, Ezio Auditori Differenza. Nice, nice. Okay. That's, what, that's what the first thing that popped I in my head. I think he's one of the most like they really struck gold. And Assassin's Creed Two did not come out in this period, but the sequels to that and like spinoffs of that did, and I think. Ubisoft really like, and in the, in the, in that studio really like struck gold with him because like Altair is is a fun is is a fine character. He's an interesting character, but he seems always so angry all the time mm-hmm. when you're playing the first Assassin's Creed. Ezio made you actually 
feel it made you feel like you're actually playing a real character you know he had wants and desires he was young when you started it and by the time you end with him he's like this old jaded man that's been you know like feels like he's been basically used his entire life you know for things that he'll never really fully understand um <laughs> when he but, finally gets to the final thing in one of the games it's like he's not they're like desmond like who the fuck is desmond <laughs> that is one of the best game one of the best endings in any game ever when when they actually turn and talk to you like the player you know the 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 <laughs> at the very end is that at the end of two right or no is that the end of brotherhood yeah well, it's end of uh at the end of uh brotherhood is that yes. when he does that the end of uh three Oh no, that is the end of I two. Is when he says Desmond. The end of Brotherhood is when she, when uh, Lucy or well, that girl dies. Mm. I think that's what happens. That's right. Yes. Right? Yes. You. You. You have to because you're at Montregione. You're like in the actual modern day town mm-hmm. with the like the three other people there and Lucy. And yeah, Ju was it Juno? Like takes you oh, takes over your body and and basically forces mm-hmm. you to kill Lucy. Mm-hmm. And I tried to fight it, man. I tried to fight the program well, she is a te- she is a like, templar find out later yeah this one kind of like yeah you can anti- like find it out in a a- 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 anticlimactically it's like oh she was a bad she was just a bad person I'm like oh really okay okay gotcha. i was hoping it would be a little bit more complex than that i, I was know. hoping that it was like she because there was so many especially in two there was so many references to adam and eve and like you unlocked like this video of the truth that showed like adam and eve stealing one of the uh apples the uh what do you call them there mm-hmm. yeah the apples um stealing them stealing one from like a what looked like a place where they were being like enslaved and you know i was thinking that maybe lucy was like an eve character and desmond was like like an adam thing and like he had to sacrifice her in order to like unlock something i had a lot of theories all right and her being a secret templar was not one of them and I thought that would, that <laughs> fell pretty flat. Uh, flat. But yes, I'll say fun, fun my favorite fact is uh, what's her name was the voice actress of her. The um, Kristen Bell was the voice. You know, actress. it looks a lot like her too. It's yeah. not like a. It's a pretty good like um, video game two person you know translation. Uh, no, she was great as Lucy while she was alive. Uh, but yeah, I'll say my favorite protagonist was definitely Ezio Auditore de Firenze. Uh, favorite villain, though. Uh, well, I'll do my favorite. I, I was kind of thinking Ezio hey, myself. Tell me what your protagonist is. Who's uh, your favorite, protagonist? favorite protagonist would be would be probably Ezio, along with you. Mm-hmm. We, we both, I think, gushed over that game together. Awesome. Um, but I'm going to say another one, because I don't think I'll get a chance to bring this up, even though it was an amazing game. Um, and that is the protagonist from The Walking Dead video game series clementine or the no not clementine uh, everett uh lee everett that's right the guy Um, in the very beginning yep i mean there's a lot of other ones i could pick from but like that one like that game i I haven't finished all the walking dead telltale games i started i played that one all the way through Mm -hmm. and it's definitely a phenomenal game definitely should try it out the ending totally rips you apart yep um but like watching this 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 guy get thrown into this like you know insane crisis, uh, and you know the way he like just sort of like fathers this this girl and how he trains her to kind of be you know brought up and in, in this insane world is such a 
it's a, such a unique way to handle uh, that kind of a role. And it's just, it's just an awesome character and how he just sort of just continuously, you know, progresses and evolves and becomes this like hero. That's not a hero. Like he's not like one to like go and fight a horde of zombies, but he's just like smart. Yep. And he, he knows yep. the right, he makes the right decision on the fly. I mean, obviously you're the one making it for him. Right. Sure. But like, sure. but like, I mean, that's like, they kind of, the actor and the, the way they portray it and the story allows that for happen because it happened. I'm not, I don't, I don't know if I can't remember if you've actually got a chance to play that game through. I played like the first two or three episodes of it. And I was really sad that I never got a chance to finish it, but I think no, because I, I knew what happened in the end, but I never actually played through the end of that first season. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I did do, like play a first, like the first couple episodes of the second season where you take over as uh, Clementine. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I did. I got to like the first three episodes of that, and that was still yeah. just as good. But for some yeah, reason, I wasn't in a very as different way. But yeah, I wasn't as connected to the characters of that one. I feel like I just like I, I was out of the moment. It wasn't the type of game I wanted to play anymore. Honestly, yeah, it, Tell Telltale's kinda... engine really kind of bugs me to no end. Like the jankiness of it. It is very janky. But um, uh, the Game of Thrones uh, Telltale game is, I mean, it's got interesting storytelling but it is janky as hell oh yeah it looks it looks really just like awful mm -hmm. uh but yeah uh yeah oh that's good that's a great one uh no. lee lee everett but the end he gets he gets bit and that's the one thing that really kind of shows how he's a hero like even though he he lies to everyone that he is bit like he he is smart about handling that because he just wants to save clementine that's yes. all he cares about and like that might be a selfish thing but it's like like watching him get to that point and what he's been through, it's like I'm okay with him making that decision. You know, it's like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him lying to everyone else because he's doing the right thing, and that that's that's why he's. Just... It, it it's like he 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 knows like he's got a time limit. You know, mm -hmm. he's got a he's got a, a he knows what he has to do in in terms of like saving her, and he knows that he's not going to make it out of this, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So your other one was favorite villain this time period. Just uh, or protect or yeah, like you know, antagonist, villain, whatever, what have you. Well, he's not my favorite, but I always like the design of him when you actually see him, and that's um from Zelda, uh, mm. Skyward Sword, Demise. Demise. When you actually see him in the end, and that fight, and like when you're fighting, basically like you're walking on water, and it's just like an un you know obstructed horizon of blue sky and clouds it's a very beautiful kind of like one-on-one -on -one mano a mano fight and then there's the thunder and, and you can kind of like capture the lightning in your sword and use it um but i i, I like i like ganon as big kind of like japanese god kind of thing like there's some kind of like it, it seems like um like his flame like hair you know that was like part of his body at the same time i don't know it was, it was a cool design I, I thought it looked interesting nothing like he wasn't a substantial villain and i hated fighting that thing that would walk up out of the spiral with its, <laughs> with its weird cartoony feet like you can't call a thing like that creepy. like it the creepy. E most evil thing in the world and give it like goofy feet <laughs> i know seriously that is like such a weird but oh, i man. will I will say my favorite villain, uh, he doesn't think he's a villain, is the elusive man from the Mass Effect series. 
Oh yeah. He always thinks he's on the he's on the like he's doing the right thing, uh, but he turns out to be way more dangerous than you you know you ever wanted you know mm-hmm. somebody like that to be. He's, he's amazing. He's a better villain than the the Terminator that you fight at the end. Yes, of <laughs> <laughs> two. That's right. And he's um, voiced by Martin Sheen. You know, mm-hmm. gives it some real like gravitas. You know, it's a definitely a memorable character. What about you? Any villains that stick out for you? Um, hmm. I was thinking. I was trying to. Th- I thought I had an answer, but now I'm like second guessing myself. But I was gonna say Gladys from the Portal Two. Mm. Um, I but I've I brought up Gladys before. I mean Gladys. I mean, it, it, well, forever ago I brought up Gladys. Or glad, glad, gladdos is how you, yes. how you, how you spell it out. Glad-os. I mean, just, just her like berating you throughout the entire game is just like it's like it's like the like you don't even really see the character. It's just her voice. Like even from Portal One, I mean, it's just as good in Portal Two. At least in Two, you have like a little buddy that talks to you that flies around. But, <laughs> but um, no, I can't think of really any other like main villains. Like I want, I, I have more just like ones I want to shout out. And the other one is like I guess it's kind of a villain, but like it depends on how you play the game, and that's Darth Malgus from the Old Republic. Oh yes. I mean I just loved his design. I mean Grand, yeah, it's just, it's just Darth Vader without the top of his helmet, but. That's <laughs> I, true. That's true. <laughs> but he's just like in the cinematics and stuff, it's all really good. But uh, Demise is an awesome is an awesome uh, villain to kind of bring out. Sure. Thank you. And uh, actually, you know what? And the Joker from Markham City. That is the best. Um, yeah, that is uh, from Arkham City. Was that when he turned into uh, a giant thing? At no, the that's end? the first one. Arkham City. Is that when was he dies. okay. That was Arkham Sam. Arkham City is when he dies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And really? uh, you had like the clay face, right? Uh, kind of impersonating him. I love that reveal too. Like mm-hmm. them working together makes so much sense. Um, they're crazy in different ways, but oh yeah, the, definitely the Joker for sure. Yeah, if I think of any other ones, I'll definitely bring it up. But like those are like the ones I can like think of as far as villain goes. I just wanted to add those in there since we're doing you know, here like protagonists. Um, I also like the Plague Knight, but you know we can talk about that later. <laughs> Plague Knight. <laughs> okay. He's well, I, are you are you warmed up? Oh, I'm suitably warmed up. Thank you. Are you ready to talk video games forever? No, <laughs> it won't be forever. That's one thing I can uh, I can be thankful for. That is, uh, this will not be forever. Not that I don't like video games, but a lot of these, I'm sure I haven't played. <laughs> well, I have a lot to say about a lot of video games, but we'll get to that after the break. Welcome back. Now we're going to take you back in time to the year 2010. Whereas um, I was trying to think of things that happened in 2010 that could help people contextualize it. Uh, But the only thing I could find out was that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart had started dating the Twilight (laughs) (laughs) co-star. That was was the only reference you had for the year of 2010? (laughs) It's an important one because then then she cheated on him and then they broke up and now he's going to be in a Batman. But that's been delayed indefinitely. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so just to bring you back, how long ago it was, 2010, they were still together. The love was still there. But yes, Justin, why don't you tell me, what was your 
And for those of you who don't who, who haven't listened to our uh, favorite films of the de- of the last decade episode, what we're going to basically do is give you a ton of favorites. We're just going to go year by year, and each of us is going to give you our favorite game of that year. We'll shout out some things as we go, but Justin, why don't you tell me right away what is your favorite game right, from right away? Jeez, jeez, right into it. Do you have anything no. you want to shout out first? No, you want to build I, I, up to I have it? like I have like seven games I want to talk about from this year. Yes, twenty ten is a great year. Um, one thing I want to bring up though is like, like I, the one thing I've realized by doing this list, and this is only the first what half of the decade, uh, I, I I have like five pages of just games that I've played and beaten, or at least or at least like done a good chunk of, and it's like it's it's pretty. I don't know if I'm proud. <laughs> or, I don't know or... if I'm feeling pride or shame. <laughs> but uh, but. But obviously, the one thing to kind of bring into this, though, too, is like this is all before I had children. Like I mentioned in movies, um, and it kind of does tail off in 2014. We'll get to that. But okay. <laughs> so 2010, and I had a tough one because there is one I on here like we'll probably talk about for sure. But there is another one that I was surprised that I didn't think about, and it's a game that I've put countless of hours in. Never-ending hours. I didn't realize how often I played this game, like until I looked at my Steam account, and that game is Civilization V. Really? Um, I, wow. I I gotta say, like, as, as, this is a tough tough call for me to bring this up because I will constantly go back to this game. I will constantly replay this game. I'll be in the mood one of these days, like you know, I just feel like playing Civ V, and I'll just sit there for like you know a day and just play. Civilization Five. A lot of the other games, like they hit me, and they they're they're great games. The more I think about it, the more the more I thought, it, the more I think about it. Like Civilization Five is just that game that I, just keeps on giving, like that that never ends. <laughs> and I don't think, yeah. I, I mean, I I know those. Uh, I I think I I think I played the first one actually a decent amount. But um, I, I like I know just how crazy the fifth game is. So you're still playing it? Uh, I was. I mean, I don't play it a lot. I mean, I've probably put 400 hours in that game. Wow. Now 400 wow. hours means me just leaving my computer on and playing it like chess and like checking it once in a while. Yep. <laughs> but um, I mean, I played that game maybe a month ago. Like I, I actually like was like in it for a week, just kind of just doing it and kind of hopping back in and just had that itch to to go start a civilization. The thing is, I never finish a game. Like, because that's the beauty with that game. It's like, you just start it. I just like building the beginning parts because mm-hmm. I realize I never am going to win because I've already, like, beaten, like, the easy difficulties. So I, like, raised the settings so it's, like, harder. But then I end up get to the point where I'm just like, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to go back to being a caveman again. Yeah. I like I like being a caveman in those games because it's, like, you, it's just more exciting because you build things faster. I mean, granted, you could change settings to make it so you can go faster and stuff like that but uh, it's just I, I i the 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 variety of the game start like you know the different classes now granted when i got this game i had almost every single expansion which this game the base game released in 2010 the expansion probably didn't come out for a couple few years later okay. but i'm i'm using that as like my my understanding of the game is all the expansions included I don't really know where I didn't really know how to bring expansions into like the, these lists because it's not like the true release of the game. But 
I just I, I I love it. I mean, multiplayer is fun. Just just you know, I remember like I used to play with uh, on, online with like my brother and a good friend of mine um, that was really into these games. Who actually introduced me into this because this is my first Civ game was Civ Five, and I've never played Civ Six because I don't really feel like I have a reason to get Civ Six because I have Civ Five. <laughs> it seems like it's the be all end all kind of game. But I heard Civ Six is way different. And it's it's different. It's like a game that's worth play, getting, and you can and, and like I people that are really into those games, this they still play both, because that's how different six is. Wow. Okay. Like six six is more like city management, versus like five being more like, you know, more cities and taking over like diplomacy and all that stuff. But no, it's it, it's a great game, and it, it was really hard for me to make that my favorite for 2010. And I mean, I, I don't know, like, I, I like it's just I play that game all the time. It's a great game. I mean, there's no story. There's there's no like as far as like protagonists or antagonists like Gandhi's a bitch. But <laughs> but um, the game, the gameplay is like solid. And I'm amazed at how awesome that game is. I will I will say it, it feels like like um kind of like uh, age of empires th- that series age of mythology even those like where it's the kind of game where you can just come back to anytime and just like pick up where you left off mm-hmm. and it's like yep this well, is it's like, it's, this it's, is like nice. a ro- it's, it's like a roguelike game but for like world it's like because like all the world maps are, are are generated every time it's not the same thing yep. it's not like warcraft 3 where you're like i'm gonna pick this map where i know where all the gold mines are it's like it's just well, all that might like be Warcraft three, but Age of Empires would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I didn't I yeah. didn't play I didn't play that game too much. I don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> oh, okay. That's all right. Um, I have I mean, go. What's your favorite for 2010? Um, well, bef- before I, I mentioned mine, and I forgot to do it before you uh, talked about yours, was I just wanted to talk about. But according to Metacritic, what were like the most popular, oh, the, the right. highest scoring games of that time? Uh, so in 2010, the top three games, according to Metacritic, were Super Mario Galaxy 2 for the Wii, Mass Effect 2 for the 360, for the Xbox 360, and Red Dead Redemption for PS3. Um, my favorite is one of these, and it is actually Mass Effect 2. Yeah, that's um, why I picked the five. Cause I knew you God, there's Mass so Effect many. Too. I mean, there's so many good... <laughs> Um, so as I say this, I have to immediately stop myself and say, no, not even Mass Effect 2. It's got to be a Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I mean, you get to fight the Pope at the end. You fight you, the Pope in the Sistine Chapel. You change your mind. Like, I'm confused. I am changing my mind. Forget Mass Effect. Oh my God. No, it was a great one. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like Mass Effect 2, Red Dead Redemption. Donkey Kong Country Returns, which is a very fun game, and I really love it. Um, but Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I think, has to be the one. It was the first one with multiplayer. And... Oh, man, that's good stuff, though. Multiplayer is great. If, oh, man, if, I loved If I, I loved could get it to work, I had such a hard time getting my connection with that freaking game. Oh, my God. I love I loved the multiplayer. I love the characters that you could be, like the doctor, like the uh, plague doctor, you know, look. And the like even just like the barber looked pretty slick. Uh, all those uh all those characters and just like seeing how people would like sneakily kill you or like just like forget it they're like yeah god damn it and just like break into a full run and like stab you in broad daylight 
<laughs> they like stop using any kind of subtlety. But um, Brotherhood's a great story. It's actually a really good sequel because it picks up literally right after Assassin's Creed 2. And you're like, I did it. I, I didn't kill, um, what's his name? The guy who would then eventually uh, turn into uh, uh, the Pope. It's uh, Borgia, Rodrigo Borgia. Mm. Like, I didn't kill him. I spared him at the end of Assassin's Creed 2. And you felt good about it. And then at the beginning of Brotherhood, they're like literally cannoning your house because you didn't kill him (laughs) and his son and daughter who are like in an incestuous relationship are like basically trying to kill you. It's a, it was a good beginning. Brotherhood is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. It is really like nearly flawless. Like, I mean, I love two and everyone like raves about two for some, like a lot, like it's a great, two is a great game because it really had a good story. And so I liked being in one city. I liked being in Rome. And mm-hmm. I loved rebuilding Rome. There yeah. was something about rebuilding Rome that was like really cool. That was perfect, you know. Every and district, just... like each by each, like kind of getting better, and like you having all of like your weapons and supplies at like all of these stores that kind of belong to you was awesome. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's when you start like you getting recruits too, and you like send them off mm-hmm. on missions. And oh uh, man, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood was a great game, and that was a good time to be an Assassin's Creed fan. Let yes. We're gonna we're gonna witness the rise and fall of Assassin's Creed within this <laughs> five year period. I I am actually very surprised though that you went with Brotherhood over Mass Effect Two. Like I know you don't like the ending of Mass Two. Mass Effect Two. Um. Oh, you know, I mean, like, yeah, we we have issues with the final boss fight, but it was like one of those like, I it took me forever to get an ending where no one died, and I didn't want to play until I I got everyone. I didn't want to continue until everyone was spared. First, first try. Yes, first try. For and me. <laughs> oh, you got it on your first try. Oh yeah. I thought Jacob died on you, or somebody died on you. Well, they died in the you first game. Like Morden Solus died on you. No, on the first game. Jacob. Well, no, no, no one died in my first try. Well, maybe I don't know. I thought I got my first try. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going to say I got my first try because that's what you say when you don't know. You just say. You oh, didn't. that's what you say. <laughs> I think I lost uh, Jacob on my, or no, not Jacob. I lost um, the, I think he was like the uh, the sniper there. He was like the green alien creature. Was really oh, cool. had yeah. a very awesome voice and yeah, character. I lost him and I was like, nope, reset. And I did it again. <laughs> Red Dead Red Dead Redemption's a great game too. Um, I didn't play that one. It's it's a really excellent game. I didn't feel like it needed a sequel, to tell you the truth. Like I thought it was like a perfect story. I if they were going to do another game, uh, in that series, I would I, I guess I wouldn't want it to be like the same gang, the same like area. I, I would want it to be some different part of like the West. Well, technically, it's a prequel. But you know. yeah, I know, but it, it deals with the same gang, and you're still in Dutch's gang, and Dutch is like a main character in it. Um, yep. I, I don't know. I guess I, I just felt like after all that time between the games, I guess I was expecting something maybe a little bit more different. Not just I mean, more. People, people, people rave about that game. I, I couldn't get in. I tried playing it a little bit the second one, but I couldn't get into it. But I, <laughs> and I missed out. I missed out on the first one, which technically isn't the first one because Red Dead Redemption is a sequel to Red Dead Revolver. Which, which was a not... very hard game for PS2. Was that, was that really? <laughs> I had okay. that game. Yeah, I had that game. Um, it was fun, but it was it was insanely hard. There was a 
a level that just like broke me. But anyways, yeah, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for me, I will say, even over me. Shout out to God of War three. I know you just beat played that recently too. Yeah. Shout them. Oh, and uh, Mega Man ten came out around that time too, in that same year for the for the week. Yeah, it was a great. I I can go on and on. I, I was gonna jokingly say that the 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 notes of Rock Band Three was the my my favorite villain, but uh, I, I thought that was stupid. So <laughs> I'll give you a slow clap for that one. <laughs> the notes. <laughs> oh, but um, Just Dance Two came out in 2010, and that had some it, songs I, like Gamble. When I initially Town. was looking into this, and I'm like, I saw Just Dance Two. I'm just like, wow. There was a time there was no year associated with that game. Yes. We had the Best Buy edition. We got some extra songs on there, man. This is good stuff. Oh, you actually own a Just Dance? Uh, I have like three of them. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, we, we enjoy them. They're fun. Oh my god, they're fun. You know they still release that for the Wii? Yes, uh, up until this year. This is the last year. They're, they, Just Dance is like, I'm sorry. Ubisoft is like, we're, we're going to stop supporting the basic Wii. <laughs> because they have, I mean, like they have the engine built. All they they stopped. Is... They stopped supporting the Wii U before they stopped supporting the Wii. Oh, diss! Oh, yeah. what a big diss to the Wii U. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that soon. Um, so next year, are you ready for the next year? I'm ready for oh, next year. Well, Let's, I was gonna uh, say uh, the Dice Award was also Mass Effect Two. By the oh, way. oh, okay, of, of course. I think that's that's very well deserved for that, I, even over I, Red Dead Redemption. We decided to stick with like talking about Dice Awards because uh, the Game Awards weren't really cool until if later in the decade. Yeah, it takes until like 2013 <laughs> for them to really be a, a legitimate thing. Before then, it was, as you said, it was like the Spike Video Game Awards, which were yeah. awful. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, Jeff Keighley was still part of it because he's the one that hosted it, but like it just it it was it was pretty pretty. Nothing good. Bad. Um. So yeah, let's let's do we're, so 2011. Do you want me to do the meta, do you want to do the Metacritic? But then you have that up somewhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, number one was Batman Arkham City for 2011. Number two was The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, and number three Portal 2. This is also the same year that Ocarina of Time got a 3D remake for the 3DS. Played that version. Yeah. This is actually the release of the 3DS as well that same year. Oh, excellent! Yeah, they really they, that's this is like we have a lot of console releases during this time. Yes, we that do. We're going to be talking about <laughs> so, but this is the the start of that. Yeah, um, 20, I, 2010. I, I'm primarily playing on the next box 360. Maybe some on the computer, but mostly on my 360. Yeah, I had a 360 for the most part. I think I got my PS3 in 2011, like that mm-hmm. summer. Um, gotcha. so I was a little late with that, but I had three. I had actually honestly had a 360. Uh, I think I got mine in like 2008. So. But yeah, so 2011. Uh, and then the Dice Award winner, just so we have an understanding what what the developers thought was a good game that year. Uh, that was Skyrim, because Skyrim's at everything. Yep. <laughs> Skyrim rules all. The one thing that we don't have that much experience with at all. Oh, I have 20 hours experience with Skyrim. What are you talking about? Oh, you did? Oh, I thought you didn't know much about Skyrim. <laughs> no. All right. tell, tell me a little bit about Skyrim. Did you enjoy I, your 20 uh, hours? No. No? <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I had the the um, yeah, the PlayStation 3 version. No, no, I played the 360 version. I can't remember. That's why I got confused. Um, the game kept breaking on me. 
Like, I actually enjoyed the game because it was a lot like Oblivion, which I had also played. Uh, I never can get, like, all the way through. Like, we've talked about, like, it's like Fallout 3, because I know you know Fallout 3. Oh, yes. But uh, it's very more open than that and a lot more things to do. But, like, I I never fast-traveled in the game. I, I refused to because I really like just exploring and just, like, finding the shiny thing and doing whatever. Sure. So because I didn't fast-travel, I never saved the game. So therefore, I would play the game for, oh, like, three hours dude. and then go to a door and open the door, and it would load and freeze. Oh, my God. So not even, like, getting killed randomly. Like, the game was just like, nope. Yep. Stopping so you. When I when I play, and then sometimes I would die, and that would happen too. But I would I say I played twenty hours of the game. It meant that I played like the tutorial, and then did I tried to leave the tutorial area and do other things, and just kept having to go back to the beginning, go back to the beginning. <laughs> like I, I think I had a couple other like, little extra things. So my my time I spent a lot of time in in, in twenty hours, way way less than most people. I appreciate the game. I respect the game. I just, I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> I just gave up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, that's, I, I, that's not my favorite for sure. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. Um, would you like to tell me what your favorite is, Matt? Um, I have to pick this one. Uh, so I was saying I played a lot of games. So like 2010, I had a good amount of games I played. 2011, not so much. Um, I didn't play as many from this year for some reason. I think the reason why is the game I'm going to pick. Because generally, like like most both of us, we generally would wait a little while then play a game. Um, you yep. know, play the backlog. Sometimes I would buy games day one. I got, I got a little bit more into that later in this decade. But the beginning of the decade was more like, okay, let's look at the, the used shelf. But I think once I get this game, I didn't look at the used shelf too much because I was playing this game all the time. That game is Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had to pick this. I mean, Portal Two is definitely up there on my list, and the Chart of Three, Drake's Deception as well. But oh man, I I put so many hours in Star Wars: The Old Republic. I love that game. It was it was my favorite Star Wars game. Um, hope we'll get to that probably next episode with my. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, but. I mean, it kind of still is, but like it, it, it's still going on. You can still play it. I, I, there's times that I just want to jump back in and and go do my, uh, and, you know, my Sith warrior and go, go on another adventure. But like, oh, man, I know people like they harp on that game. It came out way too late. But you understand, I was like waiting. That's like the most anticipated game I've ever had. Like, I just was waiting for years for that game to come out. I bought a PC just for that game. I, yes, I remember that very clearly. <laughs> and like, cause I had a Mac, so I couldn't play it on that. And I just, I, I remember I was in the beta program, and I, it came out in the middle of December. And with the job that I had that time, that was the worst time of the year for me, for that game to come out, because uh-huh. I was working photography, and that's like the, like the craziest time. Like I remember, like I would take five-hour lunches just to go, because I had to cut hours, and I, I the middle of the day wasn't as busy, so I would take five-hour lunches and go home and play Star Wars Republic <laughs> on my lunch break. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, obviously, I was doing beta stuff, and, and the game, I think, released, and I had, like, the deluxe edition. I have a statue of Darth Malgus, what I mentioned earlier. 
uh, I was all in. My mouse is a, is a Star Wars Old Republic mouse. My keyboard is a Star Wars Old Republic keyboard. Uh, my headset at that time was a Star Wars Old Republic headset. Um, I didn't get the keyboard. In, <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, it, you know, I don't. I don't know how to describe how good that game is. The narrative's good. It's Bioware. I think it's Bioware's last good game. Um, you know, people could say Dragon Age Inquisition, maybe, but like I think Old Republic is their last good game. That's because... that's one game that I, the Dragon Age games I've I've really wanted to get into, but my God, the Old Republic has like every time they've like released a new expansion or like a new, um, just like an update to the game, the cinematics that they've put together, and we've talked about this before, are like of almost cinematic quality and like really interesting. And, and they're like the same kind of characters you've been following from the very beginning of the, like the different types of characters you can be right. Like the um, Jedi or Sith or whatever, like um, the warrior. <laughs> have I, have well, you? You, have, you, you have Jedi counselor, Jedi, Jedi warrior you have, or Jedi knight. And then you have Jedi, you have Sith warrior and Sith inquisitor. And then you also have a bounty hunter. You have a smuggler. Yes. Uh, you have an agent. Um, I think that's that's it. There's like there's like there's two actually factions. There's like you know, there's Republic and then there's uh, Sith um, or the Empire, pretty much. Um, and there's four uh, classes in each one of them that have like subclasses. Gotcha. Gotcha. But um, well, but no, it, the story the storytelling's great. It was like the first MMO that had full voice acting, so like you had just you, there was never like you had like you never had anyone's texting at all. It mm-hmm. was all voice, and it was like magical, just like and there's some really big name voice actors in there too. Um, I noticed with some of the, the first expansion because I was part of that, like I it, like I noticed like they like have as much voice acting. They kind of like worked around it somehow. They just like would give you like little like uh like uh what data things like you'd like read like they, that's how they get text, but yeah it just was it was awesome just how much of a story and how big this how important each individual story was like I only got to go through two stories all the way through, mm-hmm. um to the like to their, their like their end before expansion and they're all they're both great I played the agent and Sith warrior. And oh man, it's it's good stuff. And I wish there was a cliff note version because there's some really good stories in those games. I I think uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's they're out there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, excellent excellent choice. One that you can still jump in and play, just like Civilization Five. I'm noticing a trend here. Um, but... <laughs> it's free to play, Old Republic. Go ahead. It's oh, free. I'll... Go do it now. Become invite me, now. please. I have no friend. I have no friends that play that game. Please, no. <laughs> There's like three people in the Star Wars universe now. <laughs> um, how about now? I will. Uh, I, you know, I would. I would actually like love to see what that looks like now because I remember what it looked like when it started, and I'm and I'm actually dying to see what 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 a what a game looks like now. But um, so for 2011, Justin, I have to tell you. Even though this is the year with Kirby's Return to Dreamland, which is one of my favorite games for the Wii, because <laughs> I secretly love Kirby. I love uh, Kirby too. I feel there's like no secret DSP. about it. It's great. Uh, Return to Dreamland is a super fun game. Super fun. Very much like like Super Mario, or like not Super Mario, but like the one for Super Nintendo. There, the Kirby's Return to Dream World, or whatever, or Kirby's Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Batman Arkham City comes out in this year as well, and it's a great game. And I, I even have the Game of the Year edition with its ugly-ass cover. I don't know if you remember that one. It was infamous for it, the, like one of the worst covers. I remember so, this cover. The, the cover, so imagine like the, because it, it, it was all like, the motif was like all white. So it was like Batman all in white. Oh, like I, remember this, white. I think I remember this. And he's like, yeah. you know, like wiping his chin. He's got some blood and you see yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, white yeah. with red. That's fine. That's that's okay. But like they just kept putting like game of the year, best in show, best like all the like accolades mm-hmm. all around Batman's head. It looks like a three-year-old putting stickers all over <laughs> your like game. I really thought that was like somebody put stickers on the cover when I bought it. And I was like, I can't take these off. Uh <laughs> It's a great game. It's a great sequel to Arkham Asylum. Opened everything up a little bit bigger. Um, the Joker, as we talked about earlier, is a great villain. It's a great story. But my favorite game of 2011, Justin, is Rayman Origins. I love that game! I knew it. I, it's, it's very personal for me. I know you had some a personal connection to Kingdom Hearts. Uh, this, is, this is the game that my wife and I, this is how we fight with each other. This is how we this is how we get out all of our, you know, emotions. Um because what's just, great is like you just picking... smack each other around in the game, is that what you do for Yes. Much? So it, obviously she's yeah. always Globox and she loves being Globox, the big blue blob dude. What version and of Globox? I'm, uh just a regular base version, you okay. know. Okay. I I usually am Rayman or the Dark Rayman, like the evil Rayman twin. Mm-hmm. I forget what his name is. Um but it's always that, like Rayman and Globox. And yes, sometimes we'll just piss each other off and the other one will just like slap the other one. And sometimes we just chase each other in the loading screens between levels where well, you're just like yeah, silhouetted right. black against the screen, you know, and you're just running and like, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you, like just to wail on somebody. And when you're so upset and then you can't hit them, it makes you even more upset that you start laughing. Like it's such a fun game. The 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 it, the platforming is second to none. I think it's one of the best platformers ever made. Uh, it it takes like a lot, lot of skill to actually like beat the game. There's nothing easy about it, uh, but it rewards you uh, as you play. So uh, I don't know, man. It's just like there's nothing really anything like like sophisticated about it. It's it's 2D. It's a side-scrolling platformer, uh, but it's just done so well. And the music is great. Like we would hum the music. We still like hum the music to each other or like whistle it. Um, now, Origins just, didn't. Origins didn't have the music levels like Legends did, right? Uh, not those like themed levels, which like we can talk about. Those were okay, but like I love those. We talking about they're great. They're, they're fine. They're fine. That's all I knew was. You Legends. know what? Actually, Legends that that was great in Legends. Legends. Um, Legends has like a lot in it. It actually has all of Rayman Origins in it as well. That's why it's such a better game. <laughs> you can unlock Rayman Origins in it like level by level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It didn't have this. It had it like added some things to the game that I didn't really feel like were very were that much more fun. I don't know. If you said it was like Rayman Origins the DLC, then I would say okay, it's good DLC. But as a standalone story, it's it's okay. It's fine. Story. You play Rayman for stories? Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, but it, you know what I love about it is like about Origins is that it showed like you don't have to do 3D Rayman. 
It doesn't have to be Mario 64, which they tried to do. They were trying to push Rayman in that direction. No, oh, and I like that game. <laughs> it's like... Mm, it, <laughs> it was like, this is where Rayman should live. And this is what he does best. And I completely agree with that. I, I actually enjoyed Rayman 64, though. <laughs> I had it. It was fun. <laughs> but, um, you know, Legends, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't play a lot of Legends because I didn't have it. Uh, I, I remember playing co-op at a friend friend's house. So my, my, my experience with the Rayman 2A games, like, wasn't until Legends, which, oddly, I was, like, really excited for because it was, like, a launch. It was supposed to be a launch game for the Wii U. And then they, like, decided not to launch it. It was supposed to be exclusive to the Wii U as well. Oh. And then they're like, you know what? The Wii's not doing good, so we changed our minds. And yeah. they just held off for a year. But then what they did is they released this, like, free version of Rayman Legends. Which was like the online stuff, where you would like do races with yes. like online players, and I loved those so much. I, I would play I those put like a feather in that cap, yeah. It, 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 they like just seeing like other people race, and then you get your ranks up, and then you have the leaderboards for like the week and the dailies, and just I like did, racing. Yes, yes. Oh my god, like I love that. Like that's what made Legends great to me was like the the, the leaderboards and having the different like events and like just playing oh, soccer. Man. You play soccer? Yeah, I didn't play as much soccer, but that still was fun. But like, because I mostly played by myself, I didn't play co-op like you did with with um with your wife. Yeah. Um, but I would just do like against other countries. I play co-op in my in the leaderboards. Well, that's what was great about those races. Okay, so yeah, that is a big, as I said, a big feather in the cap of Legends was the the multiplayer functionality was really awesome. It was really good because it wasn't. It, it never felt like tired or overused. It was the the right kind of multiplayer. It was you racing against other people or competing with other people for the same thing, but not like necessarily directly. You know, it's kind of like you're, I don't know, trying to beat the time. And yeah, like the daily challenges and the daily goals or the weekly challenges, those were oh, those were pretty legit. They were fun. Mm -hmm. All right. But um, at the end of the day, Origins is a better game. Okay. Oh, there you I'll go. I'll take your I'll take your your word for yes. it. Uh, I want to I want to shout out it. though. I want I, I I mean I have played it, but I. Anyways, my favorite. I want to make a shout out. Go you on. already mentioned Skyward Sword. I'm gonna shout that out. It's not my favorite Zelda. Who's a good Zelda? Um, Super Mario 3D Land though. That's my, fa yeah. my favorite Mario game. I just gotta uh, uh, throw. I gotta shout that out. That's a good one. That's a fun one to play. Uh, it's, it's hard for, for anything to beat Star Wars in my life. Sorry. It's very hard. Unless it's a Force Unleashed game. Which I yeah, think was released this... at some time during this time. But I, I did not list that at all because I didn't play it. We, the second, we, the second one. we knew that those games were not for us. Those were like... Those were I, try, I tried to make the first one. Wanted I wanted like a Star Wars yeah. skin on a destruction game. I, I was excited for the first one. I'll give you that because it looked cool. Sure. I mean, I was like, ooh, this is really cool. This looks awesome. But then I played the Wii version. It was bad. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, one more year until our till we take a break. Yes. So quickly, Justin, tell me, what was your favorite game of 2012? The year which the world was supposed to end. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, there's, that's right. There's a terrible movie with John Cusack called 2012 where he drives a limo as, like, the world is collapsing around him. Yeah, I know. And then uh, Assassin's Creed 3 references that in, the, in, in their game. Do they um, Yeah, because the whole thing was like... Oh, saying, the like, 2012 thing, not the movie. For some yeah. reason, I'm like, why would they reference John Cusack? <laughs> like, I'm just watching well, What was the um, Metacritic for that year there, Paul? 
Uh, so for 2013, the three, the top three. So there's a couple. Um, that are, <laughs> so PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 both are uh, hold the top two spots for Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay. Uh, that, after just, that would be two, two more. <laughs> the Last of Us would come in okay. next for the PS3, okay. and then Bioshock Infinite for uh, PlayStation 3 and Windows and oh, both Xbox very good game. But did not play Grand Theft Auto 5 at all. I have nothing to say on that. Me neither. Um, I'm sure it's great. And people love it. Yep. And they keep, Still playing people, keep, it. people keep buying it. Yep. Um, the the winner of the Dice awards for 2012 was journey was journey you remember journey you played journey journey so it was a it was an indie game uh, created by that game company uh, i played this on the ps4 i didn't have it for the ps3 that's when it came it came out it's a two-hour game it's a beautiful game very very pretty game you might have it from uh from uh, places oh, i do remember this i'm looking at the artwork of it like the cover art yes yes tell me it's more a, it's a great it's a great game it's not it's not my favorite but like it does need to be like it has it needs some spotlight here um pretty much it's just a two-hour game of you just running around in those characters just like so it's like a puzzly game mm-hmm. but it was like that first like indie game that really had this like What's the what's the word I'm trying to say? Like a, a narrative without telling you the narrative, where it's like it was art. It was like you could kind of guess what it was about. It wasn't. It was a very in your face sort of like you could take you could take it for what it was. Sure. But like you're you're climbing a mountain in a sense. You're in a sense it sort of like it's sort of leading you to the light, or you're dying, or going to heaven, and you could take that however you wanted to. It's like your interpretation. But the beautiful thing about that game was that the multiplayer was very unique where when you were running around another player could just magically appear and then you could just start playing the game with this person really yep it's like that's part of your journey journey like you could never like decide like if you wanted to play the game with me it wouldn't work like that like i couldn't say paul let's play journey together the game was designed that you would play and then somebody else would 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 be like maybe in the same area as you and all of a sudden just appear where you were huh and like you would be in a sense following each other on a journey but the game was so empty so open-ended like you could just go in different directions okay and and then like you just say okay thanks for hanging out and it just became like this sort of like experience and i don't know there's just something special about it when you get to the very end and you get to the top of the mountain like i i i think i missed like the people's reverence of it because i think when it came out in 2012 i think it took people off guard to say hey this downloadable game can be a game. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, the like the stuff on, like, PSN or, like, Xbox Live, you, you didn't really, you know, give them much credit, right? They're like that. A, usually a good game, a great game, was something that you bought a disc of. But I think Journey was one of those ones that just kind of, like, wow, this is, this is, a, this is like, something special. Hmm. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people made it um, game of the year for that year. Wow. Which I'm surprised. It's like taking right. a chance, but that's like 2012 is is really the year between 20. Like, Wait, you said 20, Last of Us? I think you were looking at 2013. I, I was going to save my correction for when I gave you mine <laughs> because it's in the top three. So, I'll, I'll, correction listeners, I was giving 2013's uh, top three. For 2012, the top three games were The Walking Dead, Telltale Game Series, nice. Persona 4 Golden. 
and Mass Effect 3. And I just want to mention right under that in number four was a really fun one, and that's Cave Story, which I played a lot of and really enjoyed. Yeah, I actually bought a lot of games for the Wii, like uh, just like um, indie games. That was like where I was buying indie games for some reason, not on Xbox Live. I don't know. I actually enjoyed playing a lot of those on the Wii. They stopped making games for the Wii by that point? (laughs) Might have been true. But I mean, I had an Xbox 360. I, I just wasn't buying them on there. I had Wii points. I had to use them. Oh, I mean, it makes nice sense. That's uh, completely understandable. Um, so, but no, Journey is a good game. Definitely recommend it. If you haven't played it, go take two hours of your day and just, or take two nights and just go through it. It's just, I'm not sure how, if you'll get that magic moment with the person following you around, but because I don't know if somebody actually would have to play for it to happen. But, uh, oh, that's yeah. how we could get to uh, play with the, play with each other. We're probably the only so. two people playing it right now. So. Sure, I guess so. <laughs> Watch, it'll be somebody um, else, too. So, you've already said my favorite game of this year. I think you, I think you, the way you said it made you think that I was already going to pick this. And the game has to be Persona 4 Golden. Okay. I had, I, I, I wasn't sure if you had played it or not, but uh, I know that's a series you liked, so. But Persona just... 4 Golden is my first Persona game. Okay. And it is the first platinum I've ever received or gotten. And I only have two platinums. What was the other one? <laughs> Rocket League, because <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I completely fell into this game. I fell in love with this game, and I, I played this game for two years to get that platinum. I beat the game five times. Uh, because you have to, it's a, like a new game plus. I mean, granted, meeting the game the first time is harder than replaying it and so forth like that. Sure. Um, I don't know. Just something about this game, just the storytelling. The, I mean, the it's an RPG. It's JRPG. I've, I've, I've talked about Persona on the show before, and but it was like it's a JRPG mixed with like dating sim mixed with like sort of like uh, life sim mixed with. Work sim. We we had this conversation yeah, before, like, and I was yes, like, so have... it's basically everything. Kind oh, of. Yeah. Fighting monsters. That's right. Yeah. That was the monsters. other part of it. So it's like yeah. you go to work, make some dinner. Yeah. Read a book. You're, you're fight even monsters. Like, but you also do tests in school, and you have to answer questions yep. and make sure you get them right and get bonus points for doing good. Um. <laughs> so if you don't pay attention to the text that the teacher is talking about in your boring class, you might you might fail your test. But if you do good in your tests, then your friends like you more, and then they raise their social rank. And if they raise their social link, then they level up and they get special abilities to help you fight the monster. See, it all it all makes sense. It's just like real life. Um, it's like if all of life was aimed at fighting monsters. <laughs> well, I'm working really hard, and uh, I've been studying every night because I just really need a good team to fight that monster next Saturday. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it's literally like a, um, a time management game mixed with like fighting monsters. It's really kind of like the 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 the, the, sum, the, the uh, that's a lot of Persona games. I really would love to go back to Persona three, and maybe maybe two, but one one looks really weird, so maybe I will never play that one. But like I've always been interested in the Persona games, and technically Persona four was a PS two game, but Golden was a remake of that game and it added way more content. So I guess you could consider it like sort of like a DLC, but like it, I think people didn't really know what persona was until this game came out. Yeah. And literally it's the reason I got a PS Vita. Cause that's the only way you can play it. 
is on the PlayStation Vita. That's the thing. Like I had heard a couple people uh, on a podcast that I was listening to on Laser Time way back when talk about the Persona games, and they were playing it on a Vita, and I was like, they're like, yeah, I don't have the Vita for anything else. Like, but I have to play Persona. <laughs> and I was like so surprised. I was like, "Wow! Like, okay, like, is it, the, that, it, it is really that good of a game?" I mean, there's a lot of good games on the on the Vita. I mean, granted, they ported a lot of them eventually to the PS4 because the Vita died. But like, um, the Persona, I think was was the game that made you get a Vita. Like, it was the yeah. it, it was that is that game that if you want to play this, and still to this day, if you want to play Persona 4 Golden, you need to get a Vita. And I think, I don't know what's making it lock there. I don't know what's keeping it there. And, and again, it's just a remake of a PS2 game. It's just they, they, they tweak the game so much that makes it so much of a more of a perfect game than the first one, which I've never played the original version of it. Sure. But it's just, just something about the story. Uh, the characters, the music, like every little thing about that game will forever click with me. And it's 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 so hard not to talk about it. I don't even know how to describe it without going too long. But I mean, there's so many other games on here that are, are pretty good for the year. But yeah, Persona 4 Golden, like it's got a really good combination of things to do, it seems. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it the is, more you I talk about it, it, the more it makes me want to play it. Like, I, I'll uh, give you my I like Vita. making fun of it. But I really like making fun of it. But I'm. Um, I mean, you'll I probably you probably wouldn't get into the point of like you know uh, you know platinuming it. But like I I I just like I love that game so much. I I wanted to platinum it, and I don't platinum a lot of games. I don't like. I tried to platinum Assassin's Creed Three, and I was just like, this is really hard, and I don't like Assassin's Creed Three. But there's yeah. a part of me that wanted to like platinum that game because I was like so hyped for that freaking game. Yes. Yes. You know, we both were, but then we get it. And I'm like, I remember like, I went to like, I was like all excited. I was like going to go to the, the midnight launch for the game. And then I canceled the midnight launch because it was a winter storm. And then I'm just like, damn it. Like I can't go to the midnight launch. I get the game and I play it. And I'm like, I love this game. I love this game. I love I, this game. I, I was like lying. I was lying to myself the entire time. I mean, it's not like yep. the game's bad, but I'm just saying I wanted to platinum it though because I like Assassin's Creed. I never really did it before. I'm like, oh, this must be my first platinum, and then I never, I gave up. But then Persona 4 came around, and I, I got, I played 250 hours of that game, and I just platinum it. And once I platinum it, I felt so accomplished. And I'm like, I have done everything I can in this game. I've gotten everything I can do in this game. I've, I mean, granted, I use guides and all this crazy stuff, and it's a grind, and there's so much you can do. It's like there's like what like you it's like there's a collecting thing where you collect like uh personas which are like pokemon and yeah there's that too and there's like probably like 300 of them and you have to collect every one of them in order to get the, it's like it's just like oh man there's just so much stuff to do the main thing is the story is great and yeah there's an anime for it go watch that is game's it really better. yeah mm. game's better though yeah i think i'll stick with uh trying the game yeah <laughs> sorry i'm done yeah. What's your favorite 2012 game? Well, now I understand why they, they're keeping it. Okay, I understand two things. I understand why that person loved, why they had a Vita solely for playing Persona 4. <laughs> I have a better understanding of that. Um, but I also understand that uh, maybe uh, me wanting to play this game means uh, I've been secretly wanting to like play this game for a while. And I'm just like admitting it out loud now. <laughs> Okay. Making me 
know, mailing my Vita. It can be very I, uncomfortable. I, I, I don't I don't have Persona 4 Golden anymore. I, I traded it in because I, I completely did everything in the game. So I was just like, here, I don't can need we, this anymore. <laughs> can we just talk a little bit more about the incredible disappointment of Assassin's Creed 3? Oh, that came out this year, too. I didn't even realize <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I actually wrote it down because I'm like, we have to talk about because we were so excited for it. I I remember how excited you were. I was super excited and I got it for Christmas. Like it was shortly around that, you know, it was like out for like a a week or something like that. Yeah, I could talk to you. I just played it by myself. Oh, my God. It was great. It was I, I really just wanted to love it so badly. And like I kept giving it. Benefit of the doubt. Benefit like, of the doubt. Just, to, just to add to why we were excited, too, because we live in the Mohawk Valley. Yes. So, like, we grew up in the Mohawk yes. Valley. And this game took place in the Mohawk Valley. Like, literally, Ooh. like, I could look around and, like, I'm like, oh, maybe he was there. And maybe he was there. I visited Boston, like, uh, in, two, in, in 2013, actually. So, like, late, at the beginning of the year. I'm like, I was walking around Boston. I'm like, wow, I've climbed that. I've climbed that. I've climbed that. <laughs> 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 no that sounds great man those games they're like the whole point is you, you know that really cool monument you can climb up on top of it like that's the appeal of assassin's creed secretly yep pretty much <laughs> climbing on top of cool things um but okay seriously though my favorite from 2012 and i'm sure you have something to say about it but you know i'm right it's mass effect 3 and it is a great game it's a very fun game, and it has more than one ending. And <laughs> has one true ending. <laughs> and those we of you who know, we don't have time. I don't to have to explain right it now. to you, but I'll just say this: <laughs> you have to kill the Reapers. That's the only way you win. In the end, uh, that series took a sharp uh, turn for the uh, worse. Wouldn't you say? After Mass Effect 3? Oh, well, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, we didn't go through all the way through Andromeda. I mean, I heard like it got better. I heard it wasn't bad. I heard it was like okay. It definitely didn't have the charm of the trilogy. Yeah. From what I understood. I played like the first five hours of it because I think they were doing like a demo just to get people to buy it. And I just like, there was something about it. Like, I, I what made Mass Effect special was that Mass Effect 1 itself was unique, and then you have this idea that, oh, it's going to connect to other games. So I'm I'm yep. I'm intrigued, and I like these characters. And then all of a sudden, you have those same characters go into your next game, which is completely different and unique and never have happened before. And then all of a sudden, you're re- re- like kind of resetting and all that. And everything you did, didn't, it's like, it just... It, it didn't like it didn't excite me as much as I, I wanted it to. I, I was curious and I really wanted it to be good, but then when it came out and didn't have that good reviews and all that stuff, like I feel like, oh, man, it's just hard, it's so hard to go back to that world by having the experience. It, they made almost like the trilogy is way too epic, where I don't really want to go back for a while. Yeah, yeah, you it, know, it would be. I don't know. It'd take a while for me to want to like start that series over again. I I'd rather I, I thought about it. it. I, I'd rather just remake day. it, remake it, and let me play it over again, versus like doing new characters. Like I'd love to see it on like a good, like a bed, a better graphics and you know a nicer TV and stuff. But no, Mass Effect Three, 
you know, I would even say that you know a lot of people love two, but I loved the gameplay of three. Like that's so the thing. Like they improved uh, a lot. They made it way more dynamic with like the melee attacks. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before it was just like a rifle butt, you know, it wasn't like anything. Um, but your like omni tool became a weapon in a way it had never been before. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you in like your fighting style and like how often you use the um whatever you call it, not the magic, but you know what I mean. It's basically magic. Yeah, I can't remember what they called it, actually. That, oh, man, that's going to bug me. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever is, like, powering Shepard, you know, giving him his, you know, super speed or whatever. Anyway. No, man, I, I just, I, I really think it was it was fun. It was trying new things, but also trying to, like, make the story unified all around the invasion of Earth. And that being, like, the pivotal moments in the Reapers coming in. Yeah. And I think it gave a lot of really good closing stories for a lot of the side characters. Sure. And you really got, like, I think that was the thing that people missed, is that you had all these, like, awesome moments of, like, um, oh, the, who was the alien that, that sings the reddish alien, weird alien, reddish alien, Mor- Morbid or more Or um, Morden. Mor- Morden. Like, he had a great, like, ending, I think, in that one, like, where he, I think he sacrifices himself. Um from what I remember. Am I, yes. am I messing that up? That's well, all right. He, 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 you can keep him alive, but, uh, no, he does sacrifice himself. Yes. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, obviously, yeah, there's just different, uh, you know, perspectives on how that game can pan out. But like, I just love even like the ones that you don't spend time with. Like you just like have like this like last minute, like video conference with them. Like just before you go to do your final mission, like you yep. actually could like call every one of them up and stuff, and that to me is the point of those games. And I think, I, I think like though you can you can you could say that the ending isn't perfect and it's not what people wanted or or so forth. I don't think it's that bad of an ending at all. Like regardless of whether or not it's a true ending or if it's the, the ending that you picked or whatever, it it really is just the that's the point of the game. It's like. Like you can make all these choices, but in the end, like it's still going to come down to the same choice. It's just the journey that changes, not not the end of the game. And yeah. whether or not you agree with that or not is I, that's maybe that your own perspective of how you thought it was going to end. But I mean, really, in the end, like it's a person telling you a story, you know, and you you, you can't expect it to be have like twenty thousand different endings just because uh, because of all the choices you made. Yeah, at a certain point, they they have a right to come up with an ending for it, and it not necessarily be something that you yourself created, the gamer, you mm-hmm. know, the player. Um, because Mass Effect, the very first Mass Effect, has a very clear beginning, an introduction. Um, you come into the story as a character, you give it, like, you know, you, you answer some questions, like you were raised in space, right? Or you, um, you know you achieved high honors in like some military thing. Like you kind of like make your character um, by answering those questions. And in a sense, like they're giving you the, the choices of which to pick. And then they created an ending for those choices. It wasn't going to be an infinite ending is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. If that no. makes any sense. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I... And the people that expect that it's like, come on, seriously. Like, they have to end it too. They, they're trying to tell a story. It's not just yeah. like a choose your own adventure. I, I, I mean, to, to, to 
you know, the same the same token, like the endings though were kind of like the same, but they just changed like the color of the light and stuff. And I mean, maybe there could have been a little more variety with each ending. They, yeah, they could have uh, given us something a little bit more than what felt like a, a silent thirty second cutscene. Yeah, you know, or or one with just music playing over it. Yeah, like, but overall, was, overall, overall, Mass Effect Three is a beautiful game. Um, I think the gameplay is phenomenal. They they got all the kinks that. You you know you had your horrible like you know land reaver thing that happened in the first game, and I think they fixed the ski. The... I loved how gentle that thing was though. It was it was just like a calm, you know, just trouncing around in your little like moon car. And then I think when the relaxing. Game, you like scan things like a lot, like oh, like it's just scanning planets yeah. all the time. You need to do uh, that the third all. one just seemed to be better. Like it's like it's like you're just you're just amassing forces. Like I just love I just love that. Just, you're building yeah. an army. And I just like that whole dynamic and gameplay, and oh, it was just it was just good stuff. But this is like I said, a long show, and we've gone through two, three years. But I think, uh, think I think you guys are good for a break. Would you yeah, want to shout I'm, out? I'm ready to take a take a break. Okay, well, we'll be back to finish off the first half of the decade with 2013 and 2014. Hello there. Yes, you. Have you checked out our Patreon yet? It's got all sorts of fun stuff. That's right. There's a tier out there for everyone. At the $2, 5 and $10 levels, you can support the show and get perks like suggesting topics for us, submitting questions for us to answer on the air, early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, and even monthly Patreon-exclusive episodes. A little help from our listeners will help us do more great stuff. So check us out on Patreon.com slash playing favorites of course there are other ways to support us you could follow us on twitter at play podcast you can subscribe uh, as well as give us an amazing review on itunes or spotify and of course share us with your friends and family we're trying to create a community and we want you to be a part so come join us and let's all play favorites together and we're back uh, to finish this uh, very long episode of uh, favorite video games of the first half of the decade. This is why we broke it up. <laughs> um, just so we could do this. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are going to just finish off with 2013 and in 2014, and then we'll just kind of say what our favorites was for the first half of the decade. Um, but Paul, do you have the... Um, I know you've already told us this already, but <laughs> do you have the Metacritic for 2013? Sure, I will remind everybody that for 2013 it was Grand Theft Auto V, The Last of Us, and Bioshock Infinite. And also, like, Super Mario 3D World is up there in the top ten, as is Fez. Mm, I played Fez a little bit. Yeah, me too, just a little bit. <laughs> just a teeny tiny it was a, it was a fun game. I was um, like, yeah, I, if, I, if I had the time, I would invest in it, but I don't have the time at the moment. So, the DICE Award for that year was The Last of Us. Of course. I know you have not played. Nope. You've watched me play a little bit of it, though. Yes, we did. It was already pretty harrowing. And then uh, this is also the year that the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. We never mentioned the UEU that came out uh, in 2012 at all, either. But, but, Paul, we'll start with you, though. What is your favorite game of 2013? Now, this is the same year that Rayman Legends came out, and I've already aired my grievances with it. But I will say, and then this is like my formal shout out of it, and I'll say, indeed, it was, it's still a fun game. 
it contains my favorite game inside of it. So why is it a better think, game? Why why more is better? I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Ubisoft is just gonna keep doing that with Rayman games. <laughs> just keep putting games inside of games inside of games. Exactly. And then it's <laughs> Shenmue all over again. Um so <laughs> I'm gonna say my favorite game just because of sheer hilarity is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Really? Um, that came out this year? I don't even I know. I love that game. <laughs> I got it for the 360. It was like one of the last games I got. I think it was the last game I bought for the 360. Um, I was legit kind of excited about this because I, I know people didn't like the character of Raiden. Um, I always thought he could be really cool because he does cool things in uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. But everybody says like he's such a pansy and he's like basically like this cover model. Um, but Revengeance starts with him being a badass and getting his ass kicked and then he turns into even more of a badass he becomes like a one-eyed like cybernetic ninja monster Mm -hmm. he's amazing uh and you're basically fighting other cybernetic ninja monsters uh throughout the uh, throughout the game that's what you do when you're a cybernetic ninja monster and it it made use of the right analog stick to control your slashing so you could do this kind of like free run and slash uh, very quickly and like kill things really quickly. It was not without its charm. It was just a very fun game. Um, and this is a year I'm not really gaming. I think this is like my first year of being married and my gaming has like flattened. But um, that's, that's, that's what happens when you get married, I guess. Yeah, life gaming. events kind of affecting our uh, game consumption. <laughs> Those are going to be coming up soon for I me. Know, 2010 was a pretty good year for me, but no, I actually wasn't like in comparison to this year though. Yeah. Um, this year, Tell this year what? was the birth of my daughter, mm-hmm. but I didn't have her until December, so I had to make up for for time that will be soon lost. Um, <laughs> you tried to cram it all in. Um, but no, this is the launch of the PS4 and the Xbox One, uh, which I bought the PS4 on day one. That That is not part of any of my favorites at all. I just wanted to mention mention that, though, because it's kind of a weird year for video games. So definitely a lot of great games come out at the end of a system. Um, and I know you didn't have a PS3, so you might you probably missed out on a lot of those uh, great releases. I, I, am, I, am, I am, like, stuck between... I, I am so it's so hard for me to pick because as I mentioned, Last of Us is the the game of the year for 2013 for Dice, yep. and that was a phenomenal game. I absolutely loved it. I can't I can't like give it enough uh, credit. I do have some like some qualms with the gameplay a little bit though, but for some reason, and then another one was great, Bioshock Infinite. I love that game. Fun pl- fun to play. The ending is what blew you away. I like Bioshock 1 a little bit more. Um, some of the stuff during the game, I don't remember too much, and it's sort of just like, it's just there for action-y sake. But the game that stuck with me the most that year, which is surprising, and I just it just sort of made me relive the first time I ever played the original version of this game. And that's, that's Tomb Raider. Oh, really? Um, I, I mean... 
for you the longest. You did like that game a lot. You took, you did talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, and I, I it's hard for me to put that above The Last of Us because I mean, The Last of Us is unique. The Last of Us is a, a better story, a better narrative, um, all that stuff. But I love Tomb Raider's gameplay way more. Um, it's just something uh, about that game's like the hunting and like just you know getting through enemies and like I I'd, I'd rather fight like like real people in that kind of like it, 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 it kind of felt more gamey to me I guess than sure, the last sure. of us last of us was more stealthy where Tomb Raider like you didn't really have to stealth much you just had to like it, it, it was more it was more unchartedy but like you had more uh, uh, like action like attacks and stuff like you use a bow and you're you, like you're trying to trick like people to, to do like to be distracting mean, I, I don't know how to describe it very well but for The Last of Us, you just kind of were very stealthy, and like I play The Last of Us for story, not not for the gameplay. Where I played Tomb Raider because of the story, but it also just kind of re- made me like, hey, Tomb Raider can be great, and they made a great Tomb Raider game, and like this is an amazing reboot. And I was just amazed at how well it was because it, Tomb Raider was just like horrible, yeah, for years and years and years. And just the way they rebooted it, the actress that did it, the the the, the story of, of 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 this reboot, like I, I even like it, I don't know if people notice this stuff. But I mean, maybe maybe I maybe maybe people did, but like throughout that game, as you're playing it, like you're literally like like you're you're being beaten and broken, and like Laura Croft is not by any means the Laura Croft that we grew up with, and she is like fragile and vulnerable. She learns to become strong in this game. But like as she's learning, as she's like falling down waterfalls and beating, like you know, you know, getting broken and beaten and you know, cut and falling and whatever, like her clothes start to deteriorate almost off her because of all the things you go with. Not to the point where it like makes no sense. It all makes sense, but to the very, to, to almost to the point where the end, she is wearing the white tank top that everyone knows her as. Oh, and, that's and funny. I I thought that's and like funny. and that's when you get like the double you don't have the double guns until the the very last boss fight, and to me I'm just like, wow, that was like an awesome way to showcase like her becoming Laura Croft, like because that to me is like the representation of who she was like you know us you know when we first played her like when she first came out on um you know the PC and the whatever systems they were like PlayStation. Yep. Yep. But I just, and maybe you know, I just enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. Like it was a lot of collectibles, a lot of running around, a lot of hunting, kind of like you know using like uh, abilities to like sort of like look for tracks and stuff. Uh, you know, I, and then it had like that Metrovania stuff where you'd learn an ability and like you'd see like a an area where you just kind of like Jedi Fallen Order a little bit. You know, it was like you see like a thing like oh I can do something with that, but I can't do it yet because I yeah, haven't learned like, that I ability. Know. <laughs> They they project that really well in that game. They're like, yeah, that that thing I can do something with it, but I can't yet. Yeah, like, I can't figure it out. But and, I better leave. That, that that's I think the gameplay part that I liked is that I'm exploring this island, and I know I can come back to these areas and do like little teeny mini puzzles, kind of like Arkham, like like uh, the Batman games where you have like the Riddler challenges. So sure. you'd have like little temples because like the tombs are just like tiny tombs that she'd find. Because the island had its overarching story, and then you have like little mini tubes. And I mean, granted, I think some people wish they were a little bigger, maybe, and they try to do that in later games. 
and I have only played the second one. I haven't played the first one. But yeah, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider would be my game of that year. With I played a lot of games, and that was that was hard to to narrow that down. Wow. All right. So huge game. I mean, like that really did revolutionize what Tomb Raider could be because it was it was never even at its best. It wasn't like a no. super awesome it, game. It was, it was, it was just okay. Different. It was fun. It was yeah. it was different for and its it had time. Sex appeal. So sure. <laughs> it made it made great movies. Yep. Um, shout out I do want to make though um, is Nino Cooney Wrath of the uh, White Witch. Okay, what was that for? That was for the PS3. Um, it came out beginning of the year, and I remember getting like reviews were like like amazing for this game. Um, and like I was like, oh, I should get this game, and I found out it was selling out everywhere because they didn't they didn't anticipate on how popular it was going to be in the West. Oh wow. And I got like the last copy at the store that I, <laughs> the <next laughs> day, like my my uh, Amber, uh, she's like, I'm like Amber, I really want this game. Can you just like go get it for me? And I'm at work, and she's like, there's only one copy. I called them for you, and they're gonna hold it for me. I'm gonna go get it right now. I'm like, oh, you're wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because the game is um is a uh, Studio Ghibli, so really? it's made by the 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 studio that makes Miyazaki films. Um. I mean, it, <clears throat> at least the artwork was the uh, the movies and the animation, the arts direction was. So that's what made me really, uh, really interested in this type of game, because it just it had like some amazing artwork. the The gameplay is very JRPG, kind of Pokemon esque, where you collect like creatures and demons and you use them to fight with you and stuff. But the story was very endearing. But the, just the art was great, and it's like it's the first time I saw like a, a, a JRPG game on. A system where it looked like an anime, um, you know, compared to some of the, the later, earlier ones that came out before that. So, shout out to that. Seeing it, it's beautiful looking. Oh yeah, it's it's a beautiful game. They just um, re-released it, uh, like a definitive edition for PS4. Uh, and there's a sequel for it. Uh, I never played the sequel, but the, it's like it's kind of like a sequel, but it's like Final Fantasy sequel. So it's like it has nothing to do with the the first game. Like it was like the characters don't carry over and stuff like that. The story's really cool. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's pretty much like a, a boy gets sucked into another world. That's what Nino Kuni means is is another world. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it's pretty much the 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 spoiler. The 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 White Witch is the the protagonist's mom. So you know, <laughs> she wraths. But anyways, mm. that's my 2013. Man, that does sound awesome. <laughs> this has been ported, yes? Yeah. But... Get, is it to uh, Nintendo or to Sony? No, it's on, I just said it's on the it's uh, the Definitive Edition just came out on PS4. Oh, on PS4. Okay. Yeah, and it's also... Like, also... writing this down in the background, like... Yeah. <laughs> it, came out, it came out uh, in the this fall. It just came out, like, uh, about a few months ago. Uh, it's, it's on the Switch, too. Um, but yeah, I think you can get it on pretty much all platforms, the... This you might be the, this might be not be the right time to get one, but maybe soon. Um, but uh, there have been rumblings in this household of the uh, Nintendo Switch making an appearance. It should. I've been telling you for 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 since it came out. Well, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you we're maybe one step closer. Awesome! Great to hear. I yep. can't wait to hear your impressions of it. Um, so 2014, we have one more year to go. Sure. Um, so Justin, um, I'm going to say 
and I, I'm almost wondering if we have the same one. But um, this was one of the games I bought on Steam for 2014. One of Metacritic. the couple. Metacritic. We need the Metacritic first. Oh, oh, oh. I keep forgetting. I don't know if people We're care, but we, I do. Or... I care. Well, guess what? For 2014, top three. Grand Theft Auto V, again. The Last of Us, again. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U was at number three. And Fez still is at number five. And Rayman Legends. This is... Uh, Oh, Bayonetta 2 makes an appearance though for the Wii U. <laughs> uh, Dark Souls 2 as well. Uh, but, yeah, no, but what? Uh, and then the what? Dice Awards for 2014. Dragon Age Inquisition. That really? Was that was that game year? of the year. 2014 was not a good year. I'll be honest with you. Huh. I was looking through this like list, and I'm just like, not a lot came out because e- e- the reason why is because two systems just released. So everything's stopping for the old systems, sure. and no one's ready to release games for the new systems. So it's a lot of like redos and, re- and ports and things that have already ca- came out and weird yeah. stuff. A lot yeah. of weird stuff out there. This is definitely a weird year. Um, well, my game, uh, as I said, is something I bought on Steam, but one that I exclusively played on my computer for a while was uh, um, I'm afraid to say it uh, out loud. And that might be something that you have as well. That might be something you want to shout out. Or, well, there's only, there's only one game I can think of that you bought on Steam. Like, I think the two I know the game that you got on Steam, and I, it's it's not my favorite, so it's okay. Okay. Well, my favorite then is Shovel Knight. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it was this is a game that I never thought I would buy like on launch, but I was super excited about it, and when it was available for the Mac, I bought it, and. I really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And they were they were giving the uh, DLC for it uh, for free. So um, I really like Yacht Club games, guys. They seem to be like making really cool, interesting stuff. And I really did you see uh, love the uh, DLC they, so far. They just released the the final DLC. Did they really? What was uh, what? Which one was uh, this? Card Man or Card Nightman? Or what, what's that guy's name? The the Knight King of, of King, King of Cards or something? Oh, the King of Cards, yes, yes. Yeah, so they they we just they King did, Knight. They, yes. yeah, and so they did uh, what Spectre Knight first, and then Plague Knight, right, and then then the King of Cards is the last one, and then they have a multiplayer version which is Showdown, and that's like the end of what they promised for the Kickstarter, because I think this is all based on a promise from Kickstarter, because that, that's like that was like the Kickstarter darling with Shovel Knight. Yeah, that's the one yep. that like, oh wow, this one did really well, and like they just went, they went and took their time and made some really great, unique DLCs. I I've I played this game last year. Yep. Um, I actually bought it uh, on a sale on the Switch, and I I I I, I give it all my love. It's a very great so game. So fun. It's yeah. so fun. It's exactly I, the kind of game we wished we had when we were younger. Oh yeah, right? this is like this would be like my favorite NES game. I think mm-hmm. we even talked about this. I was playing it in our. We mentioned it. I mentioned it in one of our shows last year. I think even for our NES game, and um, yeah, I, I I loved it. I I tried. I almost beat Plague Knight. I stopped just for some reason. Got distracted. What yeah, I haven't you? gotten all the way through that one. I got to like the very end level, but then I just stopped playing. Um, I never did Spectre Knight yet, and I I don't have the Spectre Knight's uh, fun. Story's interesting. Um, no, it's it's a lot of good time. It's a lot of humor to it. Uh, I just love the the style of that game. Well, shovel um, is 
but no, it's 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 good. I, it's I don't even know how else to really discuss it. If you haven't played it, just give it a try. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a phenomenal game. And have you seen that they announced a new game though from Yak Club Games? No. no they they're making another one. It's like a ninja looking game. Uh, you should check it out. I will check that out. I can't remember the name of it though. Uh, I hope it's like a better version of what Ninja Gaiden, what we wish Ninja <laughs> Gaiden was. That would be uh, not 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 as hard, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like the controls being nice and tight, but also being a little forgiving in the enemies spawning every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yes, Shovel Knight, like a nearly perfect game in my opinion. The only one, the only one I would like like to mention is also chivalry related, and that's Chivalry Medieval Warfare. It's not a is. great game at all. It's like a very like multiplayer focused game. Um, and you do these like little mini medieval campaigns, like breaking into a castle. So you start all the way out, like outside of the castle using siege engines to like try and do it. So it's third person. It reminds me a lot actually of like star Wars. Um, what's it? Uh, Battlegrounds two. Mm-hmm. Right. Like for PS two, like in that kind of like fun multiplayer, but it's, kind of simple um it's not like the best game but it's just it's one worth having fun with you to swing a big sword if you like hmm. interesting uh by the way the the game that they re- they announced is called cyber shadow hmm. sounds shadow. good cyber. check it out yep no, so what about you justin so like i said this is this is not a lot happened this year i mean like it is the first launch of the ps4 um, so I, I think the PS4 didn't get its first, like, first party game for, like, a while. That's, cause that's coming next episode. Um, so there's a couple games I kind of, like, want to bring up here. Uh, one is Child of Light. Um, that's another really game, good game I really suck, I got sucked into. It's not my favorite, but I just want to shout it out there. If it did have a platinum, I would have gotten it. Um, mm-hmm. so... So I, I actually, actually, I was trying to make this my first platinum, and I, I get all the trophies and realize it didn't include a, tra- a platinum. So I was like, "Oh, well, that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> I 100 percented it. Uh, I don't know if you know what Child of Light is at all. I don't know if you've ever played no, it. No, I remember um, because I remember I um, confused it with that other game where you could use the connect with. It was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what that game was called. Child of Light. Uh, sounded exactly like one of those, uh, like this dumb Connect game, oh. Child of Eden. Child of Eden. Oh, okay. That that game. And yeah, when you I... when you were telling when you were like pro- proclaiming your love for Child of Life, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Like that game is terrible. <laughs> like that game that came for free with a Connect. It's like you're gushing about it. You're like, this game changed my life. I look at things differently because of it, and I'm like. Fucking like Wii Sports of <laughs> the Connect. Well, I mean, I lost some weight. It changed my life. <laughs> um, but, no, but Child anyways, of Light. No, I, I do remember you talking about this game significantly. Um, it's a beautiful game. Uh, it's not long. It's a JR. It's like it's pretty much a. It's like JR for JRPG turn-based. You know, uh, you know, strat like you know RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's it's just, it, the art style is phenomenal. It's made by Ubisoft as well. So it's like it's. This has this beautiful art style to it. The music is is amazing, and I think it's just again one of those one of those games that came out that you know a lot of like like indie games like whenever like one kind of came out that was amazing, 
it 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 took the world by storm a little bit because it was slow. Like indie games are slowly ramping up to becoming like, you know, bigger than you what they you would expect them to be. Yeah. And Child of Light isn't by any chance an indie game because it's obviously funded by Ubisoft, but it was definitely kind of that you know, hey, we can make we can make smaller smaller games at a lower price, but still give you an amazing experience. Yep. And that's like yep. kind of what Child of Light was. Um, it, I, you know, I, I don't have much else to say about it except that it's just it's a very pretty game and has beautiful music and the story the story is endearing. But the game that I probably played the most out of all the games that came out that year, um, you know, aside from like Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers Wii U, which are great games on its own, and I, I just couldn't get sucked into Destiny whatsoever. I tried. Oh man, I tried too. I beat it. I beat the game, but I just I I don't know. I couldn't. I I I still haven't figured out this games of service thing. I I don't. <laughs> I can't can't seem to get sucked into them as much. But the one game that came out that year that I didn't play for a couple years later is Rogue Le- Rogue Legacy. Oh yes. <clears throat> um. I played that. I, I think I only ever played that with you. Like I played it at your place. Oh, I showed it to you. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I, I, and again, this is like, I played this more in the Vita. So like, I mean, there are things I use the Vita for besides Persona 4. Uh, but it was one of those games I got on uh, PS plus, which, <laughs> you know, you got free with PS Vita and for PS4 and then you can cross save. So like if I play, I could save the game, I can play it on my PS4 and then carry the save to my Vita, which is really cool. But I primarily just like playing it on the Vita. Like I just, for some reason, didn't like playing the game on the big screen. I don't know if it's just I, I'd rather it be on a tinier screen so I can see better. I don't know. But like, I, if you've never played Rogue, it's a, it's a roguelike game. Obviously, I this was one of the first few ones, like kind of like Binding of Isaac or any of those games where it's like you know pre-generated things happen. Like you don't really know what the next screen's gonna be like, or yep. you can't. You, you have to just kind of know how the enemies work and just kind of work your way through the room and it, it's it's always different every time you play it the way rogue legacy worked is you if you went into this castle um you would if you died in a sense your your descendant would take over for you and then you would have the ailments of how you died so whether you died in the dark or die in the spike or you'd have some sort of weird like perk like whether you be you walked backwards or you walked upside down or you're blurry or you can't see or like, it's just like, like there's just like funny little quirks and you get to pick the one that you'd rather deal with, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, you, you, it's like you're, it's like eugenics almost. You're like picking the best version of yourself. Yeah, but, but then like, as you forward. die, like the game goes on, like you have like portraits of all the people that have died before you. Yep. And it's funny. <laughs> um, but I don't know this, the gameplay loop was really good. Like, like, you know, you know, progressing in the game, felt really nice like there's something in, like that's the first time a rogue game really kind of like clicked with me was like you you know every time you die like you you still accrued like the things from that experience like whether it be leveling up or money or gold or so you, it's like you're almost like doing like a dive into this a cave and you're trying to gather as much resources as you can but the, the, the difference is that you don't just come out of the surface or like you you don't come out with the resources, you just die and then you can your descendant can use the things that you use to upgrade itself. So whether or not you upgrade a sword or a weapon or like maybe you get better armor or get certain abilities that you increase or like you get like, you know, perks and things like that, which makes you stronger so that you can get deeper into this castle and you can survive longer. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you know it's like and I just like I I truly wanted to like get through it because I've played other roguelike games where I get frustrated and I just gave up way too soon and I'm just like this game made me really want to like beat that first boss and then like when I finally did it I'm like okay great now I can go to the next the next level now I can go to the next level because there's like different areas of the castle and I just fell into it and there's another game that I was like maybe I can platinum this game too because I really like it and then I was like no this is this is too hard I, I can't <laughs> it I does can't seem do like it. a lot like a lot of work to uh, yeah. platinum a game like that <laughs> yeah but no uh, it, I loved it it was a it was a fun experience and I mean um I was I was surprised and that would be my even my, my game of that year because I didn't I didn't play it in 2014 because I'm and I'm basing it on the release date but like there's just something about that year that just not a lot of good not a lot of games that I wanted to play came out I don't know what it was well I think I don't know uh you know what you know what we were doing we were secretly playing Hearthstone that's what we were doing oh I did that take some, oh, yeah no like, we we were just well because you you turned me on to that really early yeah I'm still playing it here and there like I can't <laughs> stop completely. Oh. Yeah, but, uh, I did see that on the list, and I was like, maybe I should write that down. It's like but, a guilty uh, pleasure, though. It's like I don't want to tell people I, I still play this. <laughs> I, I got I got into Magic. That's what I, get, I found. Magic Arena. Go play that instead. Go get it. Oh, that's right. You said it was pretty decent to try. Oh, it's great. Okay. Um, yeah, Is it better than Duels of the Plane? Uh, Duel oh, of the Plains Walkers? Way, way better. It's, it's, it's a Magic. It's it's pure like a Magic game. Like it's, really? Yeah. But... That that, did, that, that, did, that that came out not in this that's this that did, that came out this last year so we can't talk about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite game out of all the five years we just talked about? Oof, this is it's tough. Uh, I really I, I think I, I really it's between Rayman Origins and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and I think I have to go with oh. Brotherhood. I just got <laughs> just like personally so much more out of just like as you're saying like rebuilding rome and like mm-hmm. it was a game like as soon as it finished i i started a new game like i or i like just kept playing uh and i like wanted to savor you know not doing the story right away you know doing as much side mm-hmm. stuff as possible mm-hmm. there, it's very rare when like the, and then you have the, like multi, that, the multiplayer with it too you know it's like yeah just kept playing yeah. it i just wanted to play nothing but this game for a very long time and i love the story so and the puzzles i even got kristen playing with me oh to help me, like to just like we would solve the puzzles like they were just fun for the apples mm-hmm. of eden uh and then unlocking this like video she got into the story you know uh pretty deep and uh we were all kind of disappointed with three watching the story end supposedly <laughs> anyways what about you? What was your favorite over these? Well, I gushed about this a lot, so sort of for Golden. Usually. All right, all right. Uh, that's that's a tough tie with Old Believer now, maybe. The Old Republic would be close to that, but it's I, I episode sort of for Golden just hit me the right way, and there's yeah. just something about that game. I, uh, I'm I don't know. really curious to see how this actually plays because I need to know why so many people are like, I have to play this game. <laughs> I mean, you like it. It's a lot of it's a, it's a, it's a lot of reading, because there's no there's no there's no dialogue. It's pretty much a reading a book. I've come upon some free time lately. I'll, okay. uh, I'll gotcha. look into that. Well, I mean, there's 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 voice acting actually. I I, I, li- I lied, but there is a lot of text based stuff to it. Oh, a lot. cool. Yeah. So no, it's 
it's it's super entertaining. I and I don't know how you're gonna get it. That's the only thing. Just... I'll just wait. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait. Just gonna wait this one out. I know <laughs> I know where it is and I know when I'm getting. All right. Okay. Just don't know when. Well, all right. Well, I think I think we've talked a lot about games. Yeah. Yeah, let's save some for next episode, and we'll we'll cover 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Let's uh, send the show, right? Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Playing Favorites. I'm Justin. I'm Paul. Have a good night. <laughs>